Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Thursday edition, podcast edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnell in for David LaGreca. Got the Hall of Famer. Bully Ray along for the ride on this episode. In today's episode, we talk about the breakup. That's right, the breakup on Wednesday night between the Undisputed Era. What does it mean for the future of these talented individuals? Speaking of talented individuals, Powerhouse Hobbs continues on his rampage, no pun intended, through AEW. And from one Hall of Famer and Bully Ray to another, we welcome in on today's episode the Olympic gold medalist, the Hall of Famer, the world champion, the one and only Kurt Angle. There's plenty to talk about last night. Mance Warner, Chris Jericho. Uh, I mean, Moxley with his promo, which I thought was great. The Daniel Garcia promo, short, concise. It hit all the right places. But for me, the main takeaway was the, uh, the breakup between the undisputed elite that would be you know, Adam Cole, Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish uh, taking out the Young Bucks in the middle of what was seemingly a, a promo that, you know, was was safe. It was a safe space. It was a trust tree, Bully Ray. And then everything divulged into violence as uh, Red Dragon began to super kick the Young Bucks. And then Cole took his uh, took his liberties. And it became quite increasingly clear that this was a relationship that wasn't going to work. And you know what? I'm glad it's not going to work, Bully Ray, because some of the best tag matches I've ever seen in my life are Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. And we're about to see that on the biggest stage uh, in TV, you know, on TBS and TNT. Here's what I liked about that segment last night. I liked the return of Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Good to see him back. Uh, Great response from the AEW faithful. I liked the way the entire segment was laid out. It was great to see Hangman Page make that great save. People popping hard for his music, him sprinting down to the ring with those jeans with butterflies on them. I got to get a pair of those. Um, could you imagine if Dreamer had a pair of jeans with butterflies on them? Would have been a whole look, different. They, those butterflies would be, look like pterodactyls. His ass is so big. Um, so wingspan, yeah. wingspan, yes, oh, huge, oh. huge. Um, <laughs> I, I was happy to see Hangman Page involved because ever since he has lost the championship, 
he's kind of been on the back burner. And I yeah. know that AEW fans will be like, what are you talking about? He's been on the back burner. He's done this and he's done this. He hasn't been a focal point, okay? Um, he's kind of been doing the thing with Dark Order. I think he's back where he, he belongs in something a little bit more uh, on the front burner. And obviously, if you're involved with the Bucks in any way, shape, or form, you know, maybe that they're going to form a trios because we have a trios tournament coming up, right? For their six man belts, yep. that'll be happening soon. So those were the those were some of the positives from that segment last night. That Hangman Page had tons of fire. I love the way he just picked up. Uh, was it? It was Matt Jackson, right? Just picked up Matt Jackson, and then he and then he got out of Dodge. What I didn't like was Matt Jackson being right back up on his feet. Okay. I understand that Paige picked him up and helped him up, but he got clipped from behind. I'm a big um, preponderant of continuing to sell something because if you continue to sell it, it would have meant something. Kyle O'Reilly clipped um, Matt Jackson from the back, I believe, right in the back. He chop blocked him, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, now we've seen chop blocks happen. But have you ever been chop blocked from the in the back of the knee? No, no. I quit football in eighth grade. <laughs> okay. You don't just get back up. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen, instead of him just helping him back up, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a sell. Just keep the credibility on the chop block that they did. I understand that sometimes in AEW, some of those things get thrown out the window, but they don't have to. Okay. Were the fans still there? Absolutely. Did they love the yeah. segment? Absolutely. Did we have a great visual at the end? Absolutely. But go back to the cell. Could Hangman have picked him up on his feet? Yes. But limp around, hop around. Then when Hangman leaves, go back to the cell. That's where I would have tightened that screw. Well, and if you're Matt Jackson, that's only going to help you, right? And build sympathy for you and, and make you stronger as a character as you as you go with this, this turn that's happening. You know, when it comes to sympathy, mm -hmm. when have you ever seen real sympathy on the Bucks? Woo! I mean, I mean, I, I would have to go back in the Rolodex, but on on AEW, probably never. It was hard to get sympathy on the Road Warriors. It was mm -hmm. hard to get sympathy on the Steiner brothers. It was hard to get sympathy on um, Demolition. It's obvious why it's hard to get sympathy on those men in those teams because you just expect them to get back up and kick ass. Yeah. It's pretty damn easy to get sympathy on the Bucks. But the Bucks, people just expect the Bucks to perform, 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 high spot, high spot, high spot, move, move, move. Let's get some sympathy on them. Let's get some real sympathy on them. The, the baby, the, the kid crying last night was awesome, but I'd like to see that across the board. I'd like to see more sympathy, more jeopardy put on the bucks. Let's take the next step. Like when, when Ricky Morton used to sell, mm -hmm. there was real sympathy on Ricky Morton. And how could you tell that there was real sympathy? Because when he would tag Robert Gibson, the place would blow because they knew that Ricky was finally out of danger. That's what I'd love to see from the Bucks. Yeah, and I think that Red Dragon, Adam Cole, uh, they're exactly the people that can put them in danger because we've seen it in the past. They have amazing chemistry, and there's a history there. And it, that, that, that history can turn to dislike very quickly, and I think that happened last night on Wednesday. But it's always good when you've got you know past history to pull from. Even if the AEW fan base 
isn't exactly familiar with the rivalries that they've had in the past, it's easy to find. And again, uh, these are four individuals. If you're just talking about Red Dragon and the Young Bucks, and I obviously understand that there's other people orbiting uh, this feud, right? If you're just talking about that, I, I mentioned the word chemistry bully. These two uh, tag teams are far too accomplished, far too talented to not be giving us high-level tag matches in AEW on the biggest stage at the, some of the biggest pay-per-views. It will be the biggest pay-per-views of their careers, right? When they meet at All Out or if they meet at Full Gear or whenever that may come. We haven't seen it on this stage yet, and I'm really excited for it, Bully, because, again, the chemistry is just through the effing roof. I'm not as confident as you are about the sympathy that Red Dragon will get on the young, but yeah, I'm, I agree with you that they're going to be fantastic matches because they'll most likely be young buck Red Dragon style matches that AEW fans eat up. But imagine if Red Dragon, and I've been talking about this type of angle for a long time, and I think they did it. Uh, state did it a little bit once before tell me i want to see somebody break matt's leg and and nick's leg i want the young bucks on crutches for three months i want the super kicks taken away i want real sympathy put on these guys i want them beat down bad i want them beat down in a way which we've never seen i want them in a situation that we're not used to seeing from the bucks it's kind of like when I talked about the idea that I had in WWE where I wanted to I wanted to collapse the rock's voice uh, his windpipe. And I wanted to take away his ability to speak because what's the number one thing that the WWE fan wanted? They wanted to hear the rock speak. So yep. whether it was me or another act, I always thought take the rock's voice away from him in in aew. It would have worked for Punk also, the because Punk was the voice of the voiceless. So take a steel chair, collapse um, CM Punk's windpipe or you know his voice box or whatever his trachea, where for months he cannot talk. Where a, a representative for AEW has to come out and issue a statement that CM Punk can, so you can't talk. So you take the voice away from the voices. What does this mean for the Bucks? take their legs away the kings of the super kicks break their legs so they can't do it to have the have uh have adam cole tell them you will never throw a super kick again your legs are broken this is old school type of heat that is long-term storytelling and has an eventual payoff but it works are we going to get those fantastic matches that you think we're going to get absolutely i'd love to see the fantastic match happen at the end of the fantastic storyline with real emotion built in and, and, and real feeling, which I completely understand. Right. I love the way you set that up. My counter to that would be this company can't afford to fake an injury for three months with one of their highest, you know, uh, heralded, if you will, tag teams in the Young Bucks because you've got, you know, obviously Danielson questionable uh, at different points. Now he's getting back into the swing of things. We'll see when he's back full time, right? CM Punk injured. Cole just came back, right? You can't afford to write the, the Young Bucks out of the ring for three months, can you, Bully? Not at least, at least not right now. Um, write them off. You don't have to write them off of TV. You right, have to write great. them out of matches. Yeah. You can see them every single week, okay, on crutches. Yeah. L- listen, 
is, is right now the best timing based on what you just mentioned about certain guys being out? Sure, maybe not the best timing, but that's what I would like to see happen. Yeah. I, I always look at, when I look at uh, certain acts, right? Uh, let's just take the Young Bucks. If, if me and Devon were still doing this, I would create a story that put the Bucks in a situation that they've never been in before beat them down and not just a beat down, beat them down in a way in which they question each other where Nick looks at Matt and goes, you put us in this situation, right? Almost tease dissension, do something outside of the box because when they get on the same page and they finally throw those super kicks, it's going to mean something. So let's just say I came up with a storyline where me and Devon beat the shit out of the Bucks. We broke their legs. And three mo- and in three months, they finally say, okay, we're having this one match. Okay? Our, our legs aren't broken anymore. You know what the finish of the match would be? Super kick? Double super kick. And you know how many, you know how many they would throw? Uh, one. One each. Yeah. And they pin me and Devon. And could and we... Then- yeah, no, no you're, I get where you're going. Could we call it after a leg break, though? Could we call it an Uber kick and give them some bionic legs and go full cowboy Bob? Sure. <laughs> See, that's the culmination of the story. You take yeah. the leg away. You yeah. say you'll never super kick again and again. And then when they finally throw the super kick, it means something and it actually beats you. Yeah, that's how you that's how you tell a great story. I like and you it. give everything real definition. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You know, another thing I like, obviously, Red Dragon, Young Bucks. Uh, I, I I love you tightening the screws on that. Hopefully something like that happens to let us sink our teeth into a little something more than just the in-ring action. And boy, that in-ring action, when those four get together, is about as good as it gets in the tag team division. About as good as it gets, right? Phoenix and Penta and others are still out there. But uh, my God, what a tag team division that AEW has assembled over the last three years. But, but this feud isn't just about tag teams right we referenced in at the end hangman page coming down saving the young bucks from the undisputed era from the undisputed elite uh excuse me old habits die hard right but it looks like we could be heading towards an adam versus adam matchup hangman versus cole they've got history they've been around each other for eight nine ten years i don't even know what it is at this point right but uh we've seen them mix it up before but again not like like we talked about with the dragon and the bucks we've seen it before but we haven't seen it on this stage with this story page and cole should be a burner and, and both it looks like that's where they're heading potentially for all out i don't know but i'm here for it adam page and adam cole correct yes all day without a doubt i am a huge fan of uh both of those guys yeah uh, if, if i had to give the edge to somebody i would give it to adam cole just because of the time he spent in nxt and the fact that he got to learn from Hunter and Shawn Michaels, that yep. puts his psychology a step ahead of an Adam Page. But how does that benefit Adam Page? He'll be able to be in there with Cole, who understands that psychology a little bit more. And what I'd love to see, <clears throat> sometimes in AEW, I see veterans come in and work the AEW style, but don't apply the psychology that they have. I'd love to see some of these veterans from the WWE force the AEW wrestlers to incorporate more psychology into the AEW style. Mind you, I'm not saying 
the AEW guy can do all of his things, all of his moves, work your style, but just work your style in a way that makes more sense. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here, host of the NFL Roadshow podcast. After a long wait, it's finally time for the three sweetest words in the English language training camp season. Okay, maybe that's a stretch, but I am still super excited that we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and the NFL season is just around the corner. We will be getting you ready for that season the only way that we know how here on the NFL Roadshow with great guests, insightful conversation, and a whole lot of passion. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can listen on the SXM app and wherever you stream your podcasts. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Powerhouse Hobbs. He got a squash match last night against Ren Jones. Uh, they continue to book Powerhouse strong. No pun intended. That's exactly the way he should be booked. He had that great turn last week. I think it was against Ricky Starks. Uh, it, it's all coming up uh, pretty roses for uh, uh, Will Hobbs right now. Powerhouse at this point right now in his career. Bully, what did you think about the squash last night for old Powerhouse? Uh, the squash didn't really matter. That's totally right. fine. Um, I would suggest in the future, here's a lesson I learned from Jerry Briscoe. Uh, if you don't make somebody, you didn't beat anybody. I would have given the kid a flurry. I would have given him a little bit of hope, fire up on Hobbs before Hobbs eventually does him in. But it was an old school squash match. Totally fine. 
What I did love, 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 love was the Starks running. Yeah. Last week I tweeted about Hook, Hobbs, and Starks. I tweeted K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Last night, once again, Starks and Hobbs kept it simple. Here comes Starks, House of Fire, slides in, fists flying. No moves. Jacks the ref. Jacks the ref. Tosses the ref to the side, goes after Hobbs. No moves. Why am I I making that a point? Because run-ins, when there's a real issue. Yeah, it wasn't a match. No, it's not about a match. It's not, right. it's not about moves and it's not about spots. Baby exactly. faces live with their fists. This is all a baby face needs, his fists. Taz had a line back in the day, my hands are my weapons. That's all a baby face ever needs. Fists are flying, okay? Last night, Starks has his fists flying on how the people are popping like crazy. He tosses the referee out of the way, turns back around, bang, eats a massive spine buster. Hobbs gets out. Job done. So simple, so effective, so good. And to see younger guys understanding, keeping it simple. I also have to give credit to whoever's helping them, the producer, because Mm -hmm. I will sit here and I will bash a producer really quick for having guys do too much. But whoever their producer was last night, I got to put over for helping them stay simple with it. Simple, effective. People are going to remember it. And last night, another great piece of business with Starks and Hobbs. Even just as simple as Ricky being so consumed by the moment that he blows by the camera, right? Because we're so conditioned as fans to sit there and wait. I mean, shit, remember when Jeff Hardy came in to save his brother as his first appearance at AEW? He hits the move. He hits the move on the runway and he does like his pose and the music hits. We noticed that. We were like, okay, like we gave him the benefit of the doubt because it's Jeff Hardy and we love him and it is what it is, right? But Ricky and that visual last night, it, it spoke to how condition we are as fans like you might not even realize what was special about that running but i'll tell you what it was the fact that they didn't even wait and pause and let the camera grab his face before he came to the ring he didn't give a shit about the camera grabbing his face all he cared about was going in there and grabbing powerhouse hops and it worked and it worked like a charm just just, listen just listen to the people they'll tell you everything you need to know yep Well said. Well said, Hall of Famer. That is Bully Ray here on a Thursday. And we go from one Hall of Famer to another because when we come back, we are going to be joined by WWE Hall of Famer, Olympic gold medalist, and truly one of the greatest to ever step foot in a squared circle. We are honored to be joined by the one and only Kurt Angle when we come back here on a Thursday edition of Busted Open. Hi everybody, Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. 
New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The one and only Kurt Angle joining us here on a Thursday. Kurt, thanks so much for giving us some time, man. We uh we really appreciate it. How you doing on this Thursday? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Hello, Bubba. Wow. How you doing, brother? Hey, Kurt. How are you, buddy? How's things? <laughs> uh, really well. I had my knees replaced a couple months ago. I'm coming out of it pretty good. So I'm feeling very good. The family's doing great. Thank you. That's well, awesome. Kurt, I got to tell you, I've been popping huge, laughing my ass off at some of the things you put on social media with your daughter. Very creative, very funny. Uh, thank you. I, we have a lot of fun. We just uh, try to reenact some stuff and, uh, you know, doing some of the scenes, uh, especially with my daughter, Sophia. She's the little actress, so that's the one I use. Uh, Kurt. Uh, you're here, you're talking, you call them Bubba, obviously, Bubba Ray Dudley, Bully Ray, whatever you call him. He is a, another Hall of Famer like yourself. But, but Kurt, Bully actually just shared a story with me that I was not aware of. You actually visited the ECW arena back in the 90s, and the first <laughs> yeah. time you stepped foot in that arena, it was the night Raven crucified Sandman. Dude, what did you think yeah. when you saw that chaos? Well, you know... The crazy thing is, um, when they asked me to do it, Shane Douglas came to me, and uh, he's from Pittsburgh as well. And right. he said, hey, we have a new wrestling company that's geared more toward Olympic wrestling. Right. Sure. Sure, Shane. Sounds good. Uh, I'll come. So I get there, and, you know, it's ECW, which is even – uh, you know, all these weapons and gadgets and shit. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I thought this was an amateur wrestling company. And uh, so I didn't, I didn't realize what I got myself into. And then later on in the night, I, I actually did some commentary with Taz's match against uh, Nunzio. And uh, uh, after that, um, Raven uh, crucified Sandman. And I was like, I'm getting the F out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, as a, as a, as a wrestler, a real wrestler, Olympic gold medalist, I didn't understand the business. I didn't understand the entertainment factor and the wow factor. And so I didn't really know this stuff. So going in, I was terrified. I was like, they're using ladders, chairs, tables. Uh, they're, 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 they're crucifying people. Like it, it gave me a really bad impression of professional wrestling. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yep. Holy. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I can see how that how that would happen. Kurt, one of the questions that I all before we get into the A&E documentary, one of the questions I always wanted to ask you, because I speak about this a lot and the difficulty, how, how difficult it is to become a professional wrestler, like as an amateur wrestler, as a collegiate wrestler, as an Olympic gold medalist, you're taught your whole life how to defend your body against any move that's done. You're constantly on the defensive and then about to spring out onto the offensive on that amateur mat. How difficult was it for you to transition to pro wrestling where the first thing that you're taught is how to give up your body and be giving of your body? You know what? It was hard at first. The first three days, I couldn't get it. I didn't understand. I was uh, my. I was always going by instinct, and when someone tried to do something to, to me, I would defend myself, and I I couldn't turn that off. And I just decided one day. I said, "Listen, I have to start from scratch. I have to forget everything I ever learned, and I have to start from scratch and learn this new business. You know, pro wrestling." And uh, when I did that, it started coming to me a lot quicker and easier. And uh, so. As long as I forgot everything I ever learned, I was improving every every single day in the ring. So I had to forget everything because you're right, Bubba. Not only that, but, you know, in, in amateur wrestling, you're taught to show no emotion. And in pro wrestling, you have to show the fans that you're scared, nervous, uh, angry. Uh, you have to show a lot of emotion. So there were a lot of different things that uh, weighed against me when I started. We're here with Kurt Angle here on a Thursday, the Olympic gold medalist, the WWE Hall of Famer. The accolades are long. And Kurt, uh, you can add another accolade to your list, this A&E uh, biography that they did on you. It was an hour and a half long. Uh, man, it was... <laughs> It was an emotional roller coaster for me to watch as a fan of yours. I, I can't imagine what it been what it had been like living it. Uh, I encourage and implore everybody to go out there and watch it. But Kurt, how difficult was it to sit in front of a camera and, and talk about the traumas? Yes, there's plenty of excess successes, and it was a life, and it still is a life filled with accomplishments. But it was also filled with so much tragedy and ups and downs. Just, just what was that like sitting in front of a camera and kind of reliving all that again? It was hard. It was really difficult reliving that. And uh, yeah. every single time I did, you know, I talked about my sister or my dad or, or Dave Schultz or even, you yeah. know, when I broke my neck, I got really emotional and uh, I couldn't stop myself from doing that. But, you know, that's, that's what happens when you, when you talk about things that really affected your life and, and hurt you uh, in the past. Uh, you're going to get emotional. So it was a really tough documentary for me to do. Uh, it would be, but the successes were easy. To portray yeah. it was uh talking about all the failures and 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 all the bad things that occurred in my life that i really had to uh, talk about that was really hard on me Kurt, um some of your best work ever was with tna wrestling some of your greatest matches whether that was against aj or samoa joe a lot of stuff happened yeah. there in tna uh the the documentary kind of glanced over tna and i didn't think they did <laughs> I I'll tell you why, Bully. Um, we did a real, we did, we did my life documentary, and WWE purchased it from us. And uh, they decided to edit a lot of stuff, so they took out a lot of the TNA stuff. Uh, they only left in there that I went to this smaller company, and I got the shit beat out of me, and, you know, it made it look, like, really bad, like I made a, the wrong move. 
uh, whether that's true or not, I, I don't think I made the wrong move, but uh, whether that's true or not, um, they, they took out that stuff. So what is happening now is we got picked up by Peacock, my documentary. It's going to air in 2023, and it's the awesome. one that we actually made from the beginning. So uh, WWE changed their document, our documentary into w- making it more pro-WWE, which I totally understand, and I, and I get it, and I, 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 I agree with them. They should have done that. But the documentary that we actually made is going to air on Peacock in 2023. You know, Kurt, you're clearly in a good place right now, right? You, you, you're healing up. Yeah. You talked about the surgeries you've had. You, you referenced your broken neck. I would throw back to you, which one, right? Um, but, like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's so many, uh, again, there's so many ups and downs. There's so much, you know, trauma in your past. Uh, I think it's a great story. I thank you so much for sharing it because it's not unlike a lot of the traumas that, that other folks have been through, right? So hopefully, and you kind of said that at the end, I hope people can take my story and build on it and know that not everyone's perfect but it was a really well sort of capstone that you put on that uh uh kurt but but as you sit here right uh you have a lovely wife you have a lovely family you you know you're on the the right side of things but but kurt would you do anything different would you change anything if it changed what you are today no I, i wouldn't i mean there are certain things you know obviously getting addicted to painkillers uh, i would love to change that but uh, you know looking back now uh, the person i am now being a lot stronger and um um more in tune with my my body and and knowing what my limitations are and just everything that's been going on in my life i'm i'm actually i don't regret anything i i think that um that was all meant to happen to make me the person I am today. And the reason I did the documentary was to send a message to people that, yeah. you know, you know, everybody struggles and people, uh, you know, they, everybody has uh, uh, skeletons in their closet and uh, you know, I, I'm no different than anybody else. And I'm just trying to help people uh, try to pull themselves out of their, uh, their, um, you know, their, the, the, the ditch that they dug themselves into. So I, I think that, uh, that, that it was about, uh, helping people was what there is the reason why I did it. Kurt, if uh, if you got a phone call tomorrow from any particular wrestling company, would you have another <laughs> match in you? No, bully, I can't, man. I, I wish I could. Uh, I you know it's it, it would be uh, it, it would be priceless. I would love to do it, but I just can't do it. I. You know, I you know I was really happy to see Stone Cold do it last year. Uh, I think that he got his career taken away from him way too early. I didn't have that happen to me, so I, I'm okay with what I accomplished. And uh, you know, someone like Stone Cold, he deserved that. He needed redemption because he got taken away by his lower back and his neck. And uh, you know, he was in the prime of his career when when you know Stone Cold was huge. He was the biggest star in the history of the business. And his career got cut short because of that. So it was really cool to see it come back. Yeah, and you, I mean, listen, uh, there, there are much worse ways to go out than at WrestleMania 35 and a story that built to that retirement match, Kurt. Um, I, I, I thank you for all the memories and all the time and all the years that you gave this business. Um, and yeah, I'm very happy to hear that you're content where you're at. I, I would like to ask you, uh, Kurt, because it did feel like the, the last half of that A&E, A&E biography was very much about, like you said, right, uh, uh, helping the future, letting people know that they're not alone 
alone, man, you went through it. And I think, you know, addiction is, it's not just an inherently American problem. It's a worldwide problem, yeah. which again, I thank you. for oh, doing yeah. what you did. But the thing that Kurt, the thing I find so interesting about you is for how long you struggled with it. And you didn't really turn that corner until much later in life, right? Like it took a while yeah. and, and that's good from the standpoint, Kurt, I think there's a lot of people out there that are, were in the same boat that you were in. So I just kind of want to give you the space, give you the time, give you the microphone to, to, if there are people out there struggling that are, you know, have been struggling for a while and they don't see hope around the corner, or they don't see that, 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 that sunset on the horizon or that sunrise, I guess, in this, uh, in this wording. Right. So Kurt, what would you say to people out there that are struggling right now? Well, people that are struggling, that continue to struggle, uh, they're, they're actually in denial. They don't think that anything's wrong. They think that um, they're doing it because there's a reason for it. There's always excuses. And uh, it, it, it's it's just crazy because, um, you know, I, I I wanted to send a message to them that it's, it's about accepting who you are and knowing that uh, being in denial is, is not uh, an excuse. That's something that you have to, uh, you know, present to yourself and say, hey, listen, I'm an addict. I need help. That's the first step of getting help is knowing that you need it. And, uh, you know, that me doing what I did, and, and you're right, I was in denial. I, I, I should have went to uh, rehab yeah. in 2006 when Vince McMahon wanted me to. And yeah. I didn't do it till I think, 2012 or 13. So uh, it, it was a long process, and I was in denial. I really didn't think I had a problem, and I did. And I hid it from everybody, not very well. I mean, you know, you, you saw on TV where I was passed yeah. out a couple of times, and it, I didn't even know that occurred. I, I was like, oh, my God, I made an ass out of myself uh, so many times. Uh, be, you know, I would take uh, – after my match, I wouldn't wrestle high, but after my match, I'd take a bunch of painkillers and get high. And uh, I would do that in the morning, and I would do it late at night. And uh, it was really bad, but I just wanted to send a message to the fans. You can't be in denial. You have to admit to yourself you have a problem, and then you go. You got to go and seek help. That's the only way you're going to beat this. Kurt, you brought up Vince McMahon's name. How was your relationship with Vince during your career? During your career, and what was your reaction to Vince stepping away? Uh, my relationship with Vince was great. I, you know, we we were very close the first time I was there, and then we had a falling out in 2006, and we didn't speak for 11 years. But when I met him back again in 2017, when I came back, it was like we, we were, nothing ever happened. We were, we were hugging each other, telling each other we loved each other, and uh, we, did, we just picked up where we left off. And, um, you know, uh, Vince, I, you know, I love the guy. I think what he's done for the business and what he's done for me personally, uh, no one else has ever done that for me. Um, but I think Vince is a very giving man. Uh, I think that he's an incredible businessman. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't, uh, I have a lot of respect for the guy and, and I, I, he's my father figure. He always has been, always will be. And I love the guy to death. Kurt, I want to get you out of here on this and we appreciate the insight. I, we appreciate the truth and honesty that you've always shown, uh, but specifically in this A&E 
uh, biography. And again, I implore everybody to go out there and watch it and, and to become more familiar with your story because it is an amazing story. It's an American story. It's a human story. But let's end on a wrestling question, Hall of Famer. You are one of the greatest to ever do it, to ever step foot in a squared circle. You wrestled damn near everybody. But I also know that there's some people out there you didn't wrestle. So Kurt Angle, you could have one more match, fully healthy. Everything is right. The stars have aligned. <laughs> you could have any opponent in the world. Who would your dream opponent be, Kurt Angle? It would be Bully Ray. <laughs> what a what a what a cop out! But you know what? I love I love the pat on the back that you're giving to bust it open and your other Hall of Fame. Wait, wait, wait! I'm going to tell a story there. real quick. This is real funny. Sure, hit um, us. In TNA, I got to wrestle a couple of singles matches against Kurt, and I re remember one night <laughs> we were at a show, and I didn't say anything to Kurt, but I had him in this position where I could hit him with a shoot fireman's carry, and I. And I did it. I gave him an Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle, a shoot fireman's carry, and I put him in an arm bar. And he looked at me, he goes, Bully, if you ever do that again, I will fucking stretch you. And I said, I'm sorry, Kurt, please don't stretch me. <laughs> Kurt? It's uh, true. It, it, that, that did happen. It's true. <laughs> he caught me off guard. He hit me with a fireman's. I didn't want to get hit with a fireman's. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Nobody hits me with a fireman's carry, and Bully Ray did it that day. And I was like, holy shit. Don't ever do that again, Bully. <laughs> it's true. It's damn true. Kurt Angle, thank you so much. We so very much appreciate you giving us some time, Hall of Famer. Thanks, guys. Good talking to you. Love Goodbye. you. And, hey, see you this Saturday in Philadelphia at the Icons of, Icons of Wrestling uh, autograph That's session right, at ECW Bully. Arena. Yeah, I'll see, I'll see you there, buddy. Love Take you, care, man. buddy. Love you. There right, you go. Care, there you go. Kurt Angle. Bull, you really fireman's carried? Fucking Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. It was, it, was right, it was right there, and I took it. I said, I'll never get this opportunity ever again. Fireman's carry on bar, and he looked at me, and he was pissed what, what do they say always ask for an apology never permission that's the old cliche listen i i <laughs> i put him in that arm bar I said, i'll never do it again i promise busted open is part of the sirius xm sports podcast network the producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.